Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Today's podcast episode takes you through a conversation I had with a friend of mine and creator, Natalie Bell. Now, this conversation was actually recorded in the summer, and then Amanda forgot how to edit podcasts and fell off the podcast wagon. And so this lovely, beautiful, delicious conversation collected a little bit of dust in the last few months. However, I've dusted it off. It's ready for you. And the topics are completely relevant. And today, Natalie Bell, also known as Peg City Lovely from Instagram, shares with us her passion for people which you will see in her Instagram, and also her city of Winnipeg. And we talk about her life as a creator, as a mother, as a woman, as a black woman, as an activist, as a person who actually carries a job outside of the walls of Instagram. There's so much ground that we cover, and I'm thrilled to share her with you. And so if you already know, Natalie, you're going to love this episode. And if this is a new discovery for you, I hope you enjoy this beautiful conversation amongst friends welcome natalie to the podcast we were just interrupted by alexa we had to start again hello hello i'm so excited so excited to chat with you today it's not even funny oh am i i mean first i think we should well, we're going to get into how we met because, mm. or how we just know each other, how we chat online all the time. Um, but I am really excited to share you with my audience. I feel like a lot of them already know you because I share your stuff all the time. Um, but Natalie, you have a presence online. You are a mom. You take care of yourself. You lead this healthy lifestyle. You work a real day job out in the world. And I thought you could just tell us a little bit about who you are to start. Well, I am a Scorpio. I have to put that out there. <laughs> That's a good place to start. <laughs> so then, you know, everything I say from this point on, you will just understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but no, I um, I am, like you said, a mom. I'm a wife, daughter, sister, friend extraordinaire. I have been just a very busy person in, like, for, for most of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, when I was younger... I was, and this is, I have to tell you this. Please when do. I was younger, people would say, Natalie always has her nose in a book. She's so quiet. Really? <laughs> wow. I was all about Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. That was my thing. I would have my nose in a book. I would be sitting in a corner. I would voraciously read. That is what I would do. And then, you know, the tween teenage hits you. And you start to see, you know, other people and boys and things. And it just kind of went a different way from there. Um, (laughs) I got to say, I read a ton of Nancy Drew as a kid. And I was really quiet and shy. And it's Mm -hmm. like, isn't that a beautiful thing to come into your own, right? I'm just saying. maybe Maybe it's the Nancy Drew thing. Could be. It could be. We'll have to unpack that sometime. I like it. Um, So, yeah. So, I've been... I don't know, since my teenage years, I've been just someone who's very social. I'm a social butterfly, if you will. And so I work full time, nine to five in a corporate role. I've been in HR, human resources for 20 years this year. 20. Time goes, whether we like it or not. 20. Like what? 
20. <laughs> it's blows my mind. Um, so 20 years in HR, I am married to my Polish king, I call him. <laughs> and uh, we have three kids. So I am a divorcee, actually. Uh, so my kids, my daughters are from my previous marriage. They're 22 and 18. And our son is eight. So we have a family of five, which can be exciting, tumultuous, crazy. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. It's all love. And so I just, uh, I've been online for, I'm going on probably 11, 12 years from the Twitter days. And uh, when I was online on Twitter, I was very involved in Twitter. I, Twitter was my thing. was my jam. And then I was like, you know what? I want to start a blog. All these mm. bloggers like Deuce and everybody was around. And I was like, I really want to start a blog. So I started a blog. And uh, it's called Peg City Lovely. And she is eight years old this year. Eight years. It goes. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Of all the jobs, quote unquote, I've ever had, Peg City Lovely is the longest. No kidding. And you know why that is? Tell me. Because I'm passionate about it and I love it so much. And it's an extension of me. And it's something that I get to mold. It's something that I get to do on my own. Nobody else touches it. No one else has anything to do with it. It's all me. I love it. And it it shows. It shows. I mean, even in your Instagram, I was looking at your profile. It's passionate about people and your city. And it is true. The passion just comes through. It comes. Oh my gosh. How did I not say I'm a Winnipegger? Hello. Right? (laughs) Peg, right? The peg. Peg city. Peg city. So were you born and raised in? Born and raised. Born and raised. Born and raised. I love my Winnipeg. Winnipeg is one of those places that gets a bad rap unnecessarily. Um, But when you get here and you experience it and you experience the people, you fall in love and you don't want to leave. So I was a flight attendant for a very short time. And yeah, just a little bit, a little bit. And I had a couple layovers in Manitoba and I, you know, had to go to a couple stores here and there. And I remember being from Quebec where Quebec has its own culture and like yes. misunderstandings. Um, but the language barrier I've often felt prevents people from showing as much kindness as they could in how we speak to each other. Cause you're like, I don't know what language they speak. We'll just move along. But yes. in Manitoba, I remember being like, Whoa, like people just talk to you. And here I was like this 20 year old punk walking around Walmart or something. <laughs> and the ladies were so sweet and they didn't just tell you where the things were. They chatted. They, and I feel like that's very, like Western Canada has this yes. kind of cozy social vibe. I don't know, probably not everywhere, but that's been my experience. It's true. And we we do have the slogan of friendly Manitoba. Just saying, See? putting it out there. There you go. There you and go. And we are the heart of Canada. We are literally the center of Canada. You drive, you know, 10 minutes past my house and it's the actual longitudinal center of Canada. There's a sign there and everything. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll have huh. to send that to you. I'll send it to you. That's awesome. You know, and I really appreciate people who have stayed in the city in the place that they were born. I've lived in so many places. Like it's, I kind of just place roots wherever I, wherever I yeah. land, but there is this connection to where you were born. And 
I mean, you share such beautiful things around your city and you are doing so much around your city. And we're going to talk about that. Yes. Um, but before we do, I just want to talk a little <laughs> bit how we met. So <laughs> I remember this little ray of sunshine, well, not little, big ray of sunshine uh, popping up at Mom 2. It was Mom 2. Yeah, it was we, Mom 2. Acquainted. Okay. So Mom 2, for those listening, is like, I had all, I've only been a few times, but it's like this huge conference in the States where all creators under the mom and parenting umbrella, whether it's like business operators or bloggers, vloggers like myself, podcasters now, it's all switching it up, uh, basically congregate once a year and reconnect. So had you been a few times or was that? No, that was my first time. And it was Pasadena, right? Yeah. Yes. Pasadena. I was like, what place in in California? Yeah. Pasadena. And I was so pumped to go because I was like, I need to be around these people. Okay. These are my people. And when I got there, it was so important for me to connect with Canadian uh, content creators as well, because I was like, those, those are for real, my people. (laughs) They know exactly what's what. And there was a a handful of us in the sea of, uh, of uh, Americans and, and other uh, other places. So it was so nice to... And I mean, the first thing I remember about you was your smile. Like, I'm big on smiles. I do it a lot. <laughs> and there's only... A, you know, there are certain people that that smile and when they talk or when they turn around and you see that smile, you're like, I need to know that person. I need <laughs> to know who that is, what they do. And then of course... Throughout the course of Mom 2.0, just seeing what you did, all of the the YouTube creations, and um, what's your friend's nesting story? I I don't know anyone's names. All by their handle. I know. I know. Joanna. (laughs) Joanna. It's so shameful. Sorry, Joanna. Hi. Okay. Okay. Um, We all do it. We all do it. So yeah, so then I saw the two of you and I just was like, these are folks that get it. They know exactly their moms. They know exactly what I'm going through all the, all the time and throughout the day. They're online producing content too. And it was just so awesome. And then of course, people, it was the dance floor. Oh my It was gosh. the dance floor. Love it. We put it down. We, we put did. It down. You know, it's funny. So this year, obviously, being everything shut down, yeah. I, I in the past, let's say three, four years, have taken the trip out there. It's not a, it's not an inexpensive ordeal. So it's like <laughs> quite a treat, right? Um, but I really felt that void this year of the connection in real time because being a creator, you said you've had your blog for eight years. I also have had my YouTube channel for eight years. It is rather isolating to be creating on your own. And to finally see people in real time is such a treat. And it's such a different connection. It's like you immediately get what the other person does, how the passion, their why, their whole thing. And I just love how fast friends you become with people. Oh, totally. And we've stayed in contact since then. Yeah. Right. I know. So it's it's that type of relationship building um, kind of environment that you get. And these these aren't people that you would see normally because obviously you live in Ontario. I'm in Manitoba. It's not something that's going to, to happen frequently, but we've been in contact and I feel like I see you. I've seen the kids grow up a little bit, right? Hubby is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you know, the podcast starting and everything. It's just, it's just been an awesome ride to be on because 
of these types of connections. And that's, that's one of the things that I really, really love to stay true to is connecting with people and having meaningful connections. It's not just some fly by night kind of thing. Exactly. And also when you meet people that appreciate that, yeah, there's that human element. It's not just a business connection or a business contact. It's these are people you keep in touch with. And there's been a handful of us that have met from this event. And it's, yeah, you just, you stay tight and you, you are genuinely rooting for their success. And that's, yes. that's what I love about this I love space. That too. You know, even being I would have loved hub, being in LA, but I love, <laughs> you know, because mama know. needs to get away from time to time. And you know, I mean, there's been a couple of conferences in Canada, um, but they're harder to come by. I just feel like they're, they're really pricey to put on for people who are looking at it from business aspect. And then it's hard to get people together. Like it's, it is a thing. It's hard it to is. create. And so when you have those moments of connection in real time, it is awesome. So back to you though, because this is what we're talking about today. Um, so, you know, with your presence online, mm-hmm. what I gathered over the years is, you know, you speak about wearing many hats, being someone who works in, you know, the the professional world, creating a blog online, being a parent, having, you know, being married, working on your relationship, um, working on your your health, your lifestyle, everything. And this has been your 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 gig online. I also noticed you have a podcast. But girl, there's only so many hours in the day, right? <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, you know what? I started the podcast at the same time as the blog, like shortly thereafter. And it was really about, you know, I love, you know, doing little local biz profiles or what have you. There's all, I'm talking to people all the time. So why not talk to them and share it? Right. And so I did that and I continued to do interviews with various people and some famous people too, um, which was kind of cool. And I connected with a publicist in Chicago who's like, whenever we have these cute little interview uh, 10 to 15 minute things, we'd love for you to do it because you just have this energy that's pretty fun. Would you like to do that? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing that you really are true to celebrating businesses and creating in your community, which I, again, really value. I feel like because I moved around so much, I I don't have that like heart in a place necessarily, Mm, which is a very unique take. And so I love that because you're celebrating. I mean, you are the, for me, I'm like, Manitoba. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Natalie. Like, if I need questions, <laughs> if I got questions, I'm gonna go to her. That's the expert, right? And I love that. And it's really showing that your community is celebrating what you bring and the work that you do. Because you, I mean, I was just scanning through your Instagram. I'm like, what? She's speaking here. I see you behind a podium there. I mean, you have been doing a significant amount of work. I mean, I. Okay, we're gonna just jump to it. So. Natalie, if you're listening, you may not tell. She is a beautiful black woman. <laughs> and when, you know, you mentioned the top of COVID, when things mm-hmm. started and how this sort of reignited your passion, well, the world basically started listening and paying attention to what was going on. Yes. And we had the Black Lives Matter movement. I want I don't want to say begin. It has been going and going. Yes. We just not we have not all been listening. So there have been few people in my life who are creators and as the Black Lives Matter, you know, took over, Black Lives Matter sort of 
didn't want to be a teacher, didn't want to be doing the work of an activist because I can't even imagine how much pressure that is on a person. And so have sort of maybe pulled back a bit. That is cool. People react in different ways. Mm-hmm. You went guns blazing. like, yeah. And I really value and appreciate what you brought because you taught me a lot in this process. And I guess, you know, my first question, because I got lots of questions, but how did that change, if any, if at all, what you were creating online and what you were doing with your platform? So I I don't think it changed anything. I think it heightened it. Mm. Um, And I say that because there have been previous instances throughout, like you'd have to scroll way back on Instagram, but there have been many instances where I'm talking about um, what it's like to be a Black woman, my hair, Lord knows I talk about my hair <laughs> a lot. Um, but then when this, this uh, when the George Floyd um, murder occurred, and then there, there was actually something before him that was... Um, brief and then his really took off um once that occurred it was just oh this is this is this is everyday life and and the thing that really really um how do i want to say this took a hold of me was the fact that there was a lot of folks saying that's not canada that's not what happens in canada stop focusing on the US. That doesn't happen here. And it was so important for me to not only share that it absolutely does, but also that it's not about the location. It's about what's happening. Doesn't matter if it's happening in the US. It doesn't matter if it's happening in Canada. Doesn't matter if it's happening in Timbuktu. What matters is that it's happening and we need to do something about it. And sharing, you know, I think when there's a movement, if you will, um, something that that's that's that important and so prevalent in the news, and you're seeing it, it's in your face all the time. It becomes trendy. It becomes everyone's talking about it. Oh, they're talking about it, so let me go talk about it, even though I don't really feel connected to it. Let me just go talk about it. And I I had to you know speak a few times, um, and I think I posted a couple of videos about. It's not about that. It's about what's happening to Black people. That's what we need to focus on. What is happening to Black people? Not just at this time. What's happening in corporations? What's happening systematically? What's happening in the government? What's happening in housing? What's happening in health? Those are the things we need to focus on. How are we going to help that situation? Because there will be more murders. There will be more situations like that that become very sensationalized, that become very in your face, that are all over in the news. And then they fade away. What's left? Those are the conversations I like to have and thought I, I, I believe I brought some of that to the table. And I think that... Uh, it's one of those things where I, I say we've we've always been having this conversation. It just took something so grandiose to happen and so so violent and so visible to all. Right? Yes, so absolutely. visible to all that we really had to, you know, kind of jump on it a little more. And so I I feel like the the Black Lives Matter um movement, if you will, I I 
I struggle with that. I know word. that's not the right word, but it's yes. not the right word, but it, yes. uh, I'll use it for now that I said it first. It's, and it's like, that's not it, but it's, <laughs> it's not, no, it, but it's, no. it's, it's not a moment. It's not a movement. It, it's just, it is what it is. Yes. Um, but for the purposes of speaking about it, you, you kind of need something to anchor onto. So the black lives matter movement is not something that's going away. It is something that I'm very happy to see. There are lots of changes happening even locally here. Um, in Winnipeg and Manitoba that are starting to change, you know, different organizations that are banding together and coming together to change things. I'm looking at large corporations and organizations that never spoke a word about Black Lives Matter before, but have actual roadmaps and plans on their websites of how they're going to um, dismantle systemic racism in their organizations. Those types of things, that's lasting right? It's not Absolutely. post a black square and we're done. Mm. It's lasting. And those are the things that we need to be talking about. Those are things we need to be sharing. Those are the things we need to focus on. I One of the things I got as a white woman listening to your content and paying attention and then also just, okay, so where am I? Like, what's my lane <laughs> kind mm-hmm, of thing? Like, what mm-hmm. am I speaking about? And there was that part where, where you, you know, I felt like, oh, everybody just checked a box to say they did their part and they spoke about it. But what's the lasting element of it? Like you're, you know, highlighting. And I found that sharing with my audience in a way that was like, okay, who's listening? Who, who do I speak to on a regular basis? Okay. So it's people that are interested in, you know, motherhood and fitness and this and that. So how can I highlight Yes. people in that space. And so, you know, this is where, you know, I, okay, how do I speak to my kids about this? How do we continue the conversation? So there was that going on. And then it was like, are we, you know, just from a, a an element of creators. So I find it really important just to highlight good work that's being put mm-hmm. out into the world. And it's like, am I, am I sharing enough? Like, color in my in my world here yeah. on, on what am I doing? Am I highlighting great people? What does my feed look like? That's where I found for myself a lot of the work was being done. And then like you said, it was trendy and then it fizzled, right? Yeah. Or not fizzled, but it just kind of slowed yeah. down. And I noticed, you know, oh, what, what what was my feed looking like again? What was what, you know, what was being served to me? And I thanks to people like yourself, truly, it was like, oh wait, the algorithm stopped serving me all of these beautiful, amazing messages from Black creators, I got to go find them again and like all of their posts. So one huge takeaway for me was perhaps because I'm a creator, I don't spend as much time consuming content as I should be. And so what I have found is making time to consume content, but also to engage with it and not be Mm -hmm. such an innocent like viewer, just like passerby. It's like comment do yes. the likes so that that content continues to get served to you and serve to others who follow you. And, you know, it get, that's how it all works. And so that's something for me, even a person who thinks they've done enough and they know enough and, oh, you know, there's always work to be done. And so absolutely, I really appreciate the continued messaging that is happening. And so that's why one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is like, you know, this has always been messaging that's within your content and layered in there. And now it's just, I love that it's heightened and it's, it seems a bit stronger. The passion has always been there. It's just like, we're going to be very, there's a lot of intent behind what you're doing and the impact that you have on people. 
I know that you spoke at the, you spoke, it was at the Black Lives Matter. It was a rally. Yes. Yes. How did that happen? How did that fall into your lap? You know, it was very whirlwind. Um, I think one of the things about being uh, someone in Winnipeg who is very visible, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I keep saying that, Um, and people know of me and they know that I have absolutely no problem speaking to crowds or on video or whatnot. I think there's that comfort level that folks are like, hey, Natalie will probably do it (laughs) because she (laughs) loves to talk. Um, But I think... Mixed in with that is the fact that I I have I'm a I'm a I'm I'm going to say it I'm a strong black woman I am very strong in my convictions I am strong with who I am as a person, and I believe that I am able to relay messages with that, but that are relatable to people. And so when I was asked to to speak, I said absolutely. Um, I had to check my schedule first, but yes. <laughs> I said, absolutely, because this it's so important. It's just so important. And there are certain things that I think when you have a following such as mine, where people are already listening, let's just keep bringing home the message. Um, and all it did was take that uh, following to the streets. And there were fifteen to 20,000 people in Winnipeg who were there that day. And it was phenomenal. It was probably one of the most invigorating things I've ever done in my life. The emotion, the just that presence of everyone having the same goal, the same thought processes, the same messaging, the, the there was a lot of emotion. Um, it was just spectacular. And it was something that I know people will talk about for a very, very long time. As I, I, when I saw the photo, I don't know if the proud is the right word, but I was so damn happy that you were up there and you looked, not that it matters, but you just looked beautiful. <laughs> and I know that you can speak. And I know, you know, we could tell as viewers of your stories, of your feed, you've got the messaging, you are coming from the right place. They couldn't have picked a better person. So I mean, Aww, thank incredible. You. <laughs> and I hope that you do more. And I see that you have more speaking events planned. And it's it's interesting how things will happen in this space and as a creator, as a creative, and how you have the ability to pivot. And yes. it's like, look at this. Who would have thought eight years ago that you would be doing this kind of speaking, this kind of activism, yep. right? When you began really speaking about Black Lives Matter, it was to remind folks that, hey, this actually happens in Canada as well. And something that we also have in Canada is our Indigenous community. Absolutely. And you definitely began, I noticed, you know, I I don't get served every post, but it was highlighting uh, creatives and business owners within the Indigenous community. Um, You know, is this, and, and let me just tell you where I'm coming from with this topic, because my husband grew up in Saskatchewan and lived in Alberta and mm-hmm. had far more, I don't know if exposure is the right word, yeah. but just mm-hmm. exposure to, you know, indigenous communities. He lived within proximity to like a reserve or many mm-hmm. reserves. And so growing up in Quebec, in close to Montreal, very close, I mean, it's what I read in school books. And 
that was pretty much my exposure. We'd maybe go to a museum, like in Ottawa, you've got like the beautiful museum, natural civilization, all of this, and you would see a totem pole, but it's not the same as as what you would be experiencing with business owners and highlighting messages. And for goodness sakes, what took place, I mean, there's Canada has some pretty dark elements history. We're not going to get into that. But I mean, I was still in high school and these schools were still open. So there is a lot going on there, but um, I just didn't have as much exposure. And so as the messaging started coming through within the last few years, it started to get through, you know, Mm -hmm. similar to Black Lives Matter, the messaging has always been there. The problems have always been there. We just haven't always been open to hearing it. Um, But what, you know, was there a force behind sharing that messaging? Was it similar to just letting people know that this is also happening in Canada? I think it was a mixture of, you know, the folks that kept saying, well, all lives matter, things like that. And it really triggered the fact that Black lives matter, Indigenous lives matter, people of colors' lives matter. And so the BIPOC piece is what was kind of my focus as well. Um, When it comes to Black and Indigenous lives, there are many similarities in a lot of ways. And I think people need to remember it's not about choosing one or the other. They have each had, both buckets of people have each had their struggles and each had challenges related to racism. And so I can't talk about Black Lives Matter without talking about Indigenous lives because the land I sit on right now (laughs) was Mm. stolen from Indigenous people. And I need to be able to recognize that, appreciate that, and also recognize that we can support both. We have to, right? It is not about a one or the other. I am Black. This is my lived experience. I cannot talk about being Indigenous because I am not. Although, you know, sidebar, in Jamaica... um, there were indigenous uh, people, the Arawak Indians, the Apache Indians. And I believe, and my dad always tells me this from my uh, great grandparents who are no longer around, that we have that lineage. So who knows? I may be indigenous. <laughs> However, what I'm saying is that I can only speak my truth based on my lived experiences. However, I can also not... Um, think that because indigenous lives i'm not i'm not indigenous that th- those lives don't matter because a lot of what has happened with indigenous people has happened with black people and vice versa and so i think there's a strong connection there that people don't seem to want to recognize they want to choose and it's not about choosing it's about how do we support black people how do we support indigenous people Some of the things you choose to do to support may help both. Some may just help one group. Some may help the other. We just need to recognize that it's not about a competition here. It is about the fact that we both are oppressed groups of people. And we need to focus on how we can stop that from happening. Absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly. And I, again, loved the way that you shared it within the you know, wheelhouse of what you already would share, you know, Mm -hmm. like 
highlight your city, you highlight businesses. And in that highlight, I mean, the work that you did on Instagram stories over the last few months blows my mind. Because it's like, <laughs> that's you. work. But you know, you sharing all of these great businesses, I know just from you alone, I have followed so many new people. Um, that's awesome. It's incredible. And it's people like you, like, you know, sometimes we can lose focus or feel like, oh, what we're doing is not making an impact. You've made an impact just on one. That's just me saying it. And I know that there's hundreds of people behind me that are thinking the same thing. And it's incredible to continue to share that messaging. Um, because like you're saying, like we can care about multiple things. We love many people. Yes. Our heart can expand. Our brains can also, you know, our we can care about many different things and be passionate and be willing to do the work to learn. Um, and it's been great learning, opening my eyes. All of that to say, I just really like what you're doing. So. <laughs> Thank you. Well I done. appreciate that. I appreciate that. I just want to say as well that... Yeah. I'm obviously still learning too. I think there's this premise or this thought that, oh, because I'm Black, I must know everything about Black Lives Matter and all the things that go on. I do not. I, will, I probably will never know all of the things, but I'm committed to learning those things, right? Same with Indigenous lives and Indigenous issues. So I've connected with so many wonderful Indigenous creators in the last six to nine months, I would say, even before COVID. And some of the things they're sharing, I was like, holy crap, I had no idea. Thank you. I did not know, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's those opportunities to, like you say, be open-minded and take that information and know that, for example, when I was sharing about when I went to, uh, it was Lake Life, right? When I went to Riding Mountain National Park, and one of uh, um, Ashley Daniels, she's an amazing young Indigenous creator. She's fabulous. She was just telling me about some of the history of what happened in the land and the people and what happened when, um, when I was sharing how I was at this particular part in the park. And I was like, thank you for sharing that. And I corrected myself. And then I shared that on Instagram because I'm not too humble to say, okay, yeah, I should have probably thought about that. I didn't know, but thank you for sharing that with me, right? And we need to take those opportunities and change them into positive experiences. Whereas I think people get caught up in, well, you just kind of told me something that I was wrong and now I can't talk to you and now I'm pissed off and blah, blah, blah. Because people do that. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Take these opportunities that we don't know everything. We don't. And so when someone of a different uh, group like Black people or Indigenous people tell you something about their lived experience that you should know because perhaps you misspoke or misunderstood, thank them for that, appreciate that, and then carry on. <laughs> it's not that difficult. I agree. You know? And from, from that discomfort of not knowing comes growth and yes. it is okay to get sweaty and say the wrong yes. thing and be embarrassed yeah. and be like, yeah. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. You know, like I have learned, you know, there's been some amazing links that people have shared, like yes. take this quiz and see if you, you know, you might think, you know, but you might not know. And don't be afraid of what you don't know. You know, I always try to lead, I don't always get it right, but lead my life <laughs> with curiosity, right? Yes. Stay curious. It's the best way to live. Best way to live. Because you just don't know. You know, I know and that... I mean, people will tell you in your DMs. That is for sure. <laughs> when you screw you, up? <laughs> oh, gosh. People will tell oh. you in your DMs. They do. 
They, I just they, prefer it if they're like real people because I don't know with this week with <laughs> yeah. some negative comments. And I was oh, like, yes, mm. I saw that. Mm-hmm. It just love these to me. bots and oh. whatnot. People just, who create accounts just to make disparaging comments. Why? What? Why? Why? That is, that is a life goal is never going to be on my list. Like, no. Here you are fighting the good fight, you know, taking on this activism I would imagine that this could be quite draining emotionally mm-hmm. and then just taxing actually physically because here you are doing all of this actual work to create content, put it online, speaking. I see you doing photo shoots. I mean, you are a busy woman. How do you fill your cup? You know, that's one thing I got to say, and you're going to tell us, but I really valued and appreciated, as you know, I speak about self-care and yes, really working and taking care of yourself. But you made a point to highlight, I've got to step back. I've done a huge week. I'm taking this day off. I'll see you in a day or I'll see you in two days. Yep. How do you balance that? Talk to me a little bit about that. And I, th- I think people just need to recognize that's okay. Again, the one thing I say, and I say this more as a content creator than anything else, is that you don't, you don't report to anybody on the internet. You don't. There is nobody that you report to on the internet. The internet is a big wide, the what, what is it? World wide web, right? Um, is that what it's called? Am I yeah. dating myself? Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And so if I am just spent or just, you know, not feeling it, I'm stepping away from it because wh- why am I going to force myself into something? You as a listener, as a follower, as a reader, you will absolutely know if I am forcing something because I'm true to myself every day as it is online. The minute I am not true to myself, you will absolutely know. And I think people get so caught up in, I got to post something today. I got to post, uh, I got to share something today. <laughs> And it's like, no, you don't. You don't. You absolutely do not. It's okay to take those times to yourself, to your family, to whatever you need to do. Most times it's to myself because they see enough of me, (laughs) my family. I love them. I do. But Natalie needs Natalie time. Bike rides, whatever. Um, But yeah, people get really caught up in, I need to, I need to, I must. And we have this busyness and I not... You know, B-U-S-Y-ness, busyness, does not mean you are productive. It does not mean you're getting things done that you need to do. And so whether it's, hey, I need to just step back and go for a 30-minute walk. Hmm, I'm going to wake up this morning and do a run. Hmm, tomorrow afternoon, I want to go bike ride. Hmm, I think at twilight, I would like to go hit some balls at the driving range. Do the things. Do those things. Your body, your mind is telling you to do it. Do it. Listen. I, I can't stress that enough. Um, if I didn't do any of those things, if I didn't take carve out those times for myself, if even 15 minutes, I, w- I probably wouldn't be on any of this. I wouldn't do half the things that I do because I would not be mentally focused. I would not be emotionally prepared to deal with you know, responding to every single DM that I get or, you know, creating this new, you know, video about, I don't know, some food that I'm eating or making or whatever. But I do that because I love to do it. I do it because it's fun. The minute I do it because it's a job or a chore, nope. And you just have to know your intuition is there for a reason. That's why it's called intuition. We all have it. Use it. Listen to it well. (laughs) 
I feel like this is why I love watching women who are over 30 share content online because not to be ageist, you know, I married an old guy where we have the age thing going on and it's always a thing. Um, But there's something about when a person and specifically women who get it that you know, if your cup is overflowing, that's how you can keep giving, right? So it's like, you cannot, that whole thing, you can't fill from an empty cup. You got to put your oxygen mask on first, all of that stuff. But it's true. I truly feel the same as you. Like there's no way, like if I list out everything I do in a day or in a week, it's crazy. You know, it's, it's crazy amount, but I actually have ridiculous, like almost like an abundance amount of energy because I'm constantly feeding back into me. Exactly. I mean, when you post stuff like bike riding, I'm like, damn, I want to go on a bike ride. Like, <laughs> you know, like I love that stuff. I mean, I totally vibe with you on that. Like if we lived in the same neighborhood, you need biking together, oh, you know, it'd like be it's, happening. it's just all of that stuff. Like I see, you You know, I, there's one little story that you did in my mind where you're walking and you're holding hands with your husband. Yeah. Like that little moment, maybe it was just a 15 minute walk. That's huge. You know, you're, you mentioned as we were chatting before the episode, like your son, who again is the same age as my daughter, you know, is really into hockey and I see him out on the driveway and, or he's, you know, doing stuff in, on the yes. street, playing hockey, shooting pucks, that stuff. Even just to stand there and watch him do it yeah. for a few minutes. All of that and stuff that's, that's adds life. up. Oh, it's beautiful. It's life. There's, there's so much joy to be found in the day to day. And I... I I really challenge folks to say that there isn't because, you know, no matter what's going on, there's something positive to be found. There absolutely is. And side note, Mm -hmm. you may have uh, married an older man, but my husband married an older woman. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) Okay, wait, wait. What's the age difference there? So he's turning 40. Uh-huh. In less than two weeks. Okay. And I am turning 45 in October. Look at you. You went the other way. Just saying. As my husband often says, he's like, that's what you'll do on the latter half of your life. He's <laughs> like, we'll just get you a younger one. I was like, all right. See <laughs> how yeah, that goes. Yeah. Oh, but it's so fun to to see. I love that you share so much of your life in that way. Like you know, you take time to make yourself nice meals, um, or maybe not all the time because, hey, we're balanced people, but you share beautiful things. Are you vegan or vegetarian? No. See, and this is the thing. Isn't that funny that I thought that? Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I mean, I haven't had cow's milk, I could say, for many, many years. I see a naturopath. I have tried vegan. I have tried vegetarian. I do gluten-free. I just, I know my body and I know what it needs at what time. And yes. sometimes a girl needs meat. Yes. PG-13. Yes. Both are great. But right. yes. <laughs> just saying. Just, just, I'm just putting it out there. Anywho. Um, so it depends on my mood or whatever. I... There are many times where I'm like, you know what? I just feel like I've been eating too much meat, like too much chicken, too much turkey, too much whatever. I need to roll it back and I will be eating tofu and anything with rice and, you know, lots of veggies. And I, I kind of ebb and flow with how my body is going. I do know that I can't really eat beef. 
unfortunately. So I did a food intolerance test, Hmm. is that what they're called, with my naturopath. And that was the number one thing to avoid. However, I, you know, I'm thinking, "Hmm, maybe I'll try grass-fed beef. Hmm. Will that make a difference? I don't know. But, you know, I feel like even this, this conversation is so indicative of like how you also just lead your life. You're like, I need this right now. I need to have, you know, paying attention to your body, to your mind, to your audience, like to, is so important. You cannot just go autopilot through your life. And I think it's funny as you're saying that this is probably what I love so much about what you do is you share so much, so many aspects of your life in a way that is very clear that there are boundaries. Yes. For us. I will share about my period every month. I don't care. (laughs) I know. Even myself, I'm like, I'm I'm getting older. It's changing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but you know, can I tell you how Mm -hmm. many people appreciate that? So many people are like, I had no idea about period flu. I have it every freaking month. I had no idea that was a thing. Um, you know, sharing something so simple. I'm not being graphic about it. I'm not being grossed out or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's a natural thing that happens every freaking month, 21 days to be exact. Mm -hmm. And I, I have no shame in my game with that because it's, it's life. It's not, (laughs) you know, it's not Mm -hmm. something that's taboo. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't share everything because we can't, No, just can't. I mean, there are certain things that you need to keep with your family, with yourself, with your your spouse. Those are just things that you do. Um, But man, like it's just life. It's just living life. I love it. Share me driving in my car. I would, but don't want to get a ticket. So exactly. (laughs) And it's I love that. I love creators like yourself who have clear boundaries, who appreciate that you're not a machine. You know, you're you have a full-time job and this is another job this you know and you share parts of it with us and i just love that i just i just love you, you. and i love your content it's like can i hype you up more um i want to talk a little bit about some upcoming projects i see oh, you yes, speaking yes. at a conference like what's mm-hmm. happening what are you working on these days oh my gosh um so yes i as as i said hr has been my main gig, I would say for the last 20 years. So I'm really at a point now where I truly love consulting and I want to help businesses, small businesses, um, align more with what their workplace culture values are, employee engagement, how to really have that true to life employee life cycle that is a positive, that when they do leave, if they retire, resign, whatever it is, they can say that at that organization, at that small business, I had some of the best time of my life, working life. Um, so that's kind of my my goal, right? I again, human in the human resources piece, because uh, like I said, people kind of get to treat you like you're the admin um, of the the personnel department, and that is so far far gone. So for me, it's really I'm trying to now step out and do some consulting. And so nataliebell.ca is alive and well. (laughs) It is uh, right now a landing page with a soon-to-be mailing list um, because I'm in the processes of building the site um, that go along with it. And so with that, 
there are very um, there are quite a few organizations in Winnipeg that have uh, been doing some really great work. And so I am Love Project, which is putting on this Grow Conference coming up this week, actually. Uh, she's just connected with community. She's also a woman of color and she is putting on this conference to um, kind of help people shift their mindset as it relates to their day-to-day, whether it's at work, whether it's their health or wellness. And so the proceeds of this are going towards a Black um, student scholarship. And so not only am I speaking about you know, how to step into your voice in the workplace, um, there will be a panel of us that will be talking about what it's like to be Black in the workplace. And so it's going to be great. It's going to be live streamed. Um, Folks that cannot attend in person, because it is uh, an actual event, uh, folks that cannot attend in person, it is going to be live streamed and available after the fact as well. So really looking forward to stuff like that. Um, Just, you know, hosting gigs and facilitating workshops and that I just love being in front of people. And that's that's my thing. That we like it. You're basically <laughs> like a model now. You're doing photo shoots I'm, all over the city. I'm like, who is she? I need her autograph. I just like to have crazy. fun. I just like to have a lot of fun. It shows. And so fun. Speaking of fun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, years back, I thought of this. Uh, it, it's a hashtag I always was using whenever I was posting, and it's Peg City Energy. And so I thought to myself, you know what? That is totally a movement. There are so many great people great organizations, amazing events that need to just consistently shed positive light on our city and what we're doing in Peg City. And so Peg City Energy is uh, my new venture as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what, how, how do you have that time to do all this? Um, it's called adrenaline, people. Adrenaline. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> little sleep, little sleep. A little sleep, a little bit of sleep. Um, so yeah, so Peg City Energy is happening. NatalieBell.ca is happening. And there will forever be Peg City Lovely. Um, just working with different brands and organizations, um, you know, creating some cool content that's relate to healthy living or food. It's just, it's just a great time to be Natalie Bell right now. That's all. Honestly. <laughs> I'm just happy you made time for me in your business. Yeah, this is yeah. amazing. So I am thrilled with all the things that you're doing. I'm happy just to be part of the ride. I hope that everyone listening will go check out Natalie. I'm going to link everything below because even last night, you know, I already follow you on your main account. I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, she's got all these new things happening. So going to follow her everywhere. Um, join that mailing list because she's obviously got some exciting things happening. And, you know, even if you're not... Uh, living in Winnipeg. I mean, yes. I don't live in Winnipeg. I love what you share. It's not always city specific, right? Exactly. So, and especially as a Canadian, if you're looking for businesses to, to support, like yes. it's hard to sometimes find these businesses. And so I really appreciate you highlighting some of this stuff uh, because it allows us to find it a little easier. So yes, doing everything you're doing. You're incredible. I will. Thank, thank you. you. And you're incredible too. I've loved watching your journey over the last few years. It's been amazing. Like, fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm all I care about is the day we actually get to see each other in person again. I know. Because there I will know. be hugs. There Screw will be COVID. Screw you. <laughs> We'll all have our cute masks on. And yeah, exactly. Gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast today. You're I really very appreciate welcome. it. It was great. All right, guys. Well, thank you to everyone listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye for now.